When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. When you bundle your renters and auto insurance with Progressive, you could save money. But it doesn't cover any terrible memories living rent-free in your head. You remember that time you were singing in the shower? And then you heard a knock on the wall? And then you realized that your bathroom shared a wall with your neighbor's bedroom? And all you could do was stand there silently, thinking about all the other things they may have heard in the four years you've lived there? (sighs) Yeah, good times. Sorry, we can't save you from that memory. But we could save you money bundling your renters and auto insurance with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Renters insurance and bundled discount not available in all states or situations. Uh, Everton avoid a cup shambles in the end. They went 2-1 at Huddersfield Town. Ten men as well after Moise Keane's red card. They uh, would just come out the stadium. Uh, Dave Downey and Mark Mosey joining me now. Uh, first of all, about them socks, Mose. Me and you, big fans. Bright orange, Dave, not so much, but um, I'm going to give you this opportunity to just wax lyrical about them. I commend you lads on trying to do a serious footballing podcast on the back of that because when they are available in the club shop is the only question that needs answering after tonight. But yeah, it was um, it was definitely an interesting one. I think if you asked me on 60 Minutes, I'd say that we look like a very bad Newcastle side, especially in that kit. Um, a, a very interesting night, but yeah, hopefully one that we'll look back on in February and reflect as a a stepping stone on our march to Wembley for the Carabao Cup. Dave, thoughts on the socks first? I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a fan of, of orange footwear. Um, so less said the better for me, really. But um, I think the the, the the kit itself it was all black without the uh, the orange sash. Mm. Then, or some people believe it's a red sash, and we'll take it to the grave that it's a red sash. <laughs> salmon, I think, is the uh... salmon. Salmon pink. We have. We've got a quite a. Uh, synonymous history, haven't we, with the uh, with the salmon pink kits and stuff like that? But that's a smart kit, yeah. Um, At least we've exercised Man City five 0 Although you know, because that's what the last war that kit wasn't it, and we thought it was all going. You know, that would be that kit forever. But <laughs> now be remembered for the end of Moise Keane's Everton career potentially. But uh, probably, yeah. I think. Um, do you know? No, let, let's let's not do that. Let's not do that. Let, let's let's start off with with the positives because I think the socks <laughs> go go back to the positives, but. Um, they are, they are in the hat, Dave, and you know I think in the ground, it, you know when they they have that goal disallowed and there's momentum building, and Keane goes off, you feel like 
this is going to be one of those shambolic nights for Everton in this competition that we've had so many times down the years. But um, I think the lads who came on changed the game ultimately, didn't they? You know, Luca Dean, I thought, was just really good just doing the basics when he came on. Damari Gray gave us an outlet when we had 10 men, and Andre Gomez is obviously really important in the build up to that that winning goal and, and by hook or by crook they managed to, to get through and, and that's that's ultimately a good thing yeah of course it's a good thing but I think I'm worried more about the performance Matt um, and I'm not trying to cast any doom and gloom on this but you, you have to say if that's uh, against the Premier League opposition they would have been ripped apart as far yeah. as I'm concerned I thought there were some some really poor spells of play Um there was no redeeming feature about any sort of tempo we had. It was very lethargic. Obviously, the, the main concern we had about this side was a, a, a distinct lack of pace. And, and until Damari Gray comes on, I, I, that was my main concern with anything we tried to do going forward. Um, it's a really nice goal that we scored as well. I think, it, I think it's, you know, props Open to those lads. They, they yeah. are, they're really good finishes. Um, but there was too little of that tonight, really. You know, we should have dominated this game. I felt there was a lot of shooting ourselves in the foot. We give the ball away quite a lot. They, when the crowd started getting behind them, because I thought they were crap in, in, for a good hour, yeah. but when the when the crowd, particularly when they got the equaliser, there was a proper atmosphere about that game, which was nice. Because uh, it was quite flat, wasn't mm. it? Being in the ground and stuff like that, it was hard to to really get yourself involved and immersed in, in such a poor crowd that they, uh, they sent out in terms of numbers. But I, I just... I worry that... This idea of Benitez is that it's going to be well regimented. Everything we do is going to be well structured, and there's going to be composure, and there's going to be you know all of these words associated with probably going to be decent defending. Mm. I felt there if he's looking at that and the instructions, he's probably and I'm only I'm only you know assuming here. Um, I look at a performance like that and think they don't look to have done much of what they've been told to do in that game um, yes it's going to take time we, we thoroughly appreciate that but the midfield looked at sixes and sevens I can't think of a time where you properly got you know five six seven eight pass move where Evan have turned uh, defensive to attack and we've looked like we're gonna really go full throttle and try and score score um, to me that was few and far between and um yeah, I mean, look, the old cliche applies here. You've got to get yourself in the heart. That's fine. But I was hoping for a lot better against the substandard opponent tonight, with all due respect to them, um, because they didn't look interested in the game and we invited them to be interested in it. I think if Everton go up 1-0 up earlier, if Everton go 2-0 up, kill the game off, I think you're looking at a comfortable evening where Everton have somewhere around 70% of the ball. Um, the fact that they had to put so much into it, particularly with 10 men, which you would think... You're thankful that it's not going to take its toll being so early in the season, but I tell you what, they've had to work to get that victory yeah. tonight, and that you know there's a little bit of tribute to Huddersfield there as well. But for ourselves, there were a lot of things that I disliked more than I did like, um, and yeah, thankful it was this op- opponent before uh, it, it's anybody else in this competition because there were, there were a lot of players who were quite dull. I mean, Michael Keane. I see it like a. I know we've been through this before with Keane. His form's fluctuated in the past. He got himself back to an even keel where you're pretty happy with him being one of our centre backs. I look at him now and I think he's regressed. This is a, a Michael Keane that we saw 
think it was four years ago, mm. uh, around just after we first got him, and we were all talking well, about he had the injury. He was just sort of struggling. Yeah, with but that, yeah. strapping a bit of stake to his foot or whatever it was uh, to, get, <laughs> to get through a game. Um, and and now we're in a position, I think, where I look at him. I don't want him on the ball. I don't want him to have the ball. I don't want him yeah. being given the ball by the goalkeeper, which is a big part of how we like to play out, when, particularly when Pickford's in goal. Um, and I, I do fear when he gets the ball mm. and he looks, he's still doing this stupid scoop thing out to a fullback or a midfield position, a winger. And there's an issue there, you know, get Ben Godfrey back in there as soon as we possibly can. I think from an individual point of view with Keane, if, if there's any, if there's ever a situation where he should look comfortable, it's dropping down a level and putting an extra centre half alongside him. Yeah, that, felt like he struggled with that level. It Mark, did. Didn't it, it did. I think the whole team struggled structurally with the change of formation. I, I, I totally understand why why Benitez did it. I think the the temptation when you come up against a side who notoriously play three five two is to, is to match them up because the, the fear of the the wing backs. I think all wing backs were particularly poor. Uh, in particular, John Joe Kenny. I think he was he was very quiet. Um, but yeah, for, from a centre half point of view, I think you you absolutely expect someone with the experience of Keane, mm. with someone like Branthwaite alongside him to talk him through the game. But yourself look pretty secure. Uh, and I think as you're right, you, Dave. Every time you got on the ball, you've got all of those Everton feelings where we're going to give the ball away and concede the sloppy goal on the counter. Um, generally speaking, I. I probably look at our squad and think I don't really think we've got any form of merit merit to to warrant any more than what we've got tonight, uh, and I think that's that's a sad reflection of where we are seven days out from the end of the transfer window. But if you ask any Evertonian what this team looks like when you take Alan Decore, Richarlison, Calvert Lewin, and as much as he's on the fringes, someone like James Rodriguez out of this first eleven, we are an absolute shell of a side, uh, and that 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 is ultimately. Mm what Everton look like when they come to lower opposition. If you, if you show me a notorious second-round calling cup game away from home in a change of socks, that, that's exactly what it is tonight <laughs> because we, we were poor on the ball. We eventually scraped our way through it. Every single player to a man who started that game was poor. Um, I think Matt's exactly right in terms of the players that we brought on. Luca Dean, ironically, on, on the back of Carlo Ancelotti leaving, looked like he'd been told to just play. Yeah. We, we needed someone <laughs> to just come on and, and actually be a footballer, and, and he was that man tonight. Andre Gomez, in and out of the game when he came on, but ultimately was, was a decisive factor in winning the game. And Damari Gray is fast becoming the one that we all consistently stare at the bench longing for mm. um, the fact that we're doing that about one and a half million pound winger I mean you can talk to me all you like about how much of a bargain it is and how much of a pleasure it is to have him here and, and that is all absolutely right but I didn't think I'd be seeing an Everton at this stage in the transfer window being at that level uh, and I think all that we can really take from tonight is the fact that the next seven days is going to be very, very dramatic. Um, and I think it it primarily could be more for the negative than anything. Yeah, I think, well, I'm glad you said that at the end because I was going to profoundly disagree with you there because I, I, I don't think... I don't get that feeling with this squad and the way in which the, the structure is behind the scenes of the club right now. The, the club are going to go hell for leather to try and plug some of these gaps that we've seen so far. And there's some... Pretty uh, substantial gaps within that squad and the eleven, um, and what I normally get at this time is an anticipation that if you start the season, look at look, you can look at it two ways. On the face of it, 
We've won two games, probably should have won three from three when you consider the Leeds performance, which was by and large very good. Um, defensively, there are issues there, as I've just explained there with Michael Keane. But when you look at coming towards the end of a window, I don't know about you guys, but I often get a feeling that we'll be okay in general. I get a feeling that when there's a, a, a just a, a gaping hole in the middle of this side and the squad... I normally get a feeling that Everton will be busy on deadline day. Everton will get someone in. Mm. Um, and I don't want to bang on about the recruitment so far. Obviously, we've spent buttons in, in uh, comparative terms. You know, you can you can throw the pandemic uh, debate at me. All valid points, of course. But I I wonder what state they're in behind the, the, the scenes when you're looking at a window that's going to end probably without us spending any more money. And if we don't spend any more money... Performances like that tonight, I would imagine, would be much more frequent. Uh, what again? I just reiterate what opened my eyes quite widely and starkly this evening was uh, how this disciplinarian we've been speaking about with with, with Benitez, and that's going to be the thing that we sort of pin our cap on, is that he's getting these really organised, um, not that pretty on the eye. You know, we hear all this about Benitez. That to me, a better side could have put a couple past us tonight. Um, and yes, okay, look, you, you are limited by your opponents. I understand that they drag you down sometimes. As much as a good opponent will get the best out of you, but um, you know, for sat here, how long is the window? Eight days, seven it's a days? Shut a week today, doesn't week it? Today. Yeah. Week today, if we're sat here next week and Everton aren't looking like bringing anybody in, I have to say I'm I'm not that confident. And and for as good as we've looked at times, Southampton turning it round, Leeds really professional away mm. performance where we should have won the game uh, on on the the uh, the sway the chances we had with Calvert Lewin. Um, I'm looking. <laughs> did I not say it to you? I say this jokingly, and please take this as a joke. People who are listening to this, I turned to Mosey in the middle of the game. Was like, just get me to forty points. <laughs> I'm not talking in those terms. I am. I do jest about that, but. I feel as if there's a spell we might run into where we're not winning games or we're dropping points and I wonder how they turn it round because I'm not looking at that squad and thinking, oh, we're missing this, we're missing that. But probably the exception of Godfrey, I don't see, and Gray, obviously, I don't see that impact coming on. Um, and just to just to sort of finish off the sort of monologue I'm going on here, Matt, that Moise Keane moment tonight... It's funny the way things happen. That goal that should have stood, that just brilliant finish he comes up with where he lashes it into the top corner with his left foot. We haven't seen the replay, but a lot of people saying it's onside. Yeah. That goes in. He's not going to be in the in the mindset to be getting sent off in a game of football when a game's just gone on and on and on and uh, you know he's his head's gone at, yeah. at that point. We're talking about somebody who's probably a lot more comfortable. They've got the monkey off the back, scoring a fantastic goal probably gives him a shot in the arm and he goes on maybe scores another one maybe has a decent performance we're talking about a goal that was disallowed now he got frustrated there was loads of petulance there probably not a red card from what I've seen uh, I'd stress they haven't seen all the replays yet um, and now we're talking about a player that's probably played his last game for Everton um, it just feels like doesn't it after that tonight that it's just never going to happen for this lad it just will never happen for Moyes Keane at Everton mm. what does that leave us with though? I mean, look at the team we had when he went off. Well, Tom Davis was playing up front, wasn't he, before he got brought off tonight? Well, we, had, yeah. we had Davis and then uh, Awobi well, when he was taken off. Gomez went up there for a bit. Gomez yeah. did. Damari Gray was, be, I thought, to be the natural choice, but he was hugging the wing instead. Um, mm. I tell you what, 
if if we're sending off away from from Everton being left with Dominic Calvert Lewin, I do have to ask the question, and it, I've been asking it for a long time. I think a lot of us has have. Where on earth is a second striker in this squad? Where is somebody who can deputise properly for Calvert-Lewin? Because you think of the accommodations Benitez has to make if Calvert-Lewin is not involved in that side. Everton go to pot. Cheng Tosin is not far off. Getting Jesus fit again. <laughs> it, it potentially ends in one of those situations, doesn't it, where I can quite easily see a scenario where Keane leaves and none of us are really able to put our finger on where it ever went wrong. But... If you think it didn't go right, I think the way to put it, well, isn't it? Yeah. If, if you think that the relationship between Moyes Keane and Everton ends positively, then you are forever kidding yourself. Yeah. And and sometimes that is just how it is. He's not necessarily a bad footballer, but every time he gets onto the pitch, it just ends in some form of different level of disaster. Uh, and if it does mean he moves to to somewhere like PSG or quite frankly anywhere else in the next seven days. It is, it is at that stage now where if, if Everton get any form of lucrative financial offer, he simply has to go. Uh, and I'm, I'm not laying into him for that individual moment tonight because, as Dave said, it, it looks an incredibly soft one on first glance, but it's just not going to happen with him. Uh, and as much as we all want to see that Moise Keane that we got in the first half and that brilliant finish, I think the irony of the, of the red card is that it actually came off the back of a piece of play that we've all been longing for Moise Keane to put in. A 20 or 30-yard run back towards his own goal, shrugging off one of the attacking players and marching forward with the ball and playing it out wide and going to look like he's going to join in an attack. And it, it's, just, it's just not there for him. Uh, and I think... We're going to have a lot of those key decisions to make in the next seven days, and Moise Keane is not the only player who's going to get dragged into this in terms of can our resources be put into better situations. We'll, we'll no doubt have this conversation about someone like Richarlison. We'll no doubt have this conversation about our centre halves, who, as plentiful as they are, look a little bit out of the depth when they're, when they're actually called into a moment like they are tonight. And this is essentially where someone like Marcel Brands earns his coin because it, it's not only about going out and sourcing people like Damari Gray and, and budget continental players who you think can improve this side, but it's making very important and critical decisions about the players that you let leave the club. And as much as we all wish that we had more offers on the table for some of these players, I think it, it's going to be it's going to be a very very interesting seven days for Everton. Yeah, just just on on the Keen thing. It... I think there are sometimes players who come to your club and it feels like the stars align against them completely and it's just not going to work for them. But I don't think that was that tonight. I think he's only got himself to blame. You know, ultimately, you know, I'm not, we're not seeing the replay back, as you said, Dave, but, you know, good finish. He's offside. What happens in the second half? It's not as if, you know, it's been terribly unlucky for him or things have gone, gone against him, you know, completely. He's done something really good. Everton are on the attack after just getting a goal disallowed for some reason. Again, we don't know why. I've not seen it. You know, you've done something really good. You played it out wide. You've got a chance to get in the box and score a goal. And instead, what have you done? Someone's kicked at your heels, and you've you've made a beeline for them to go and barge them. And and, and you've, you've you've done something stupid instead of trying to get in into the box and help your team. That's not the stars aligning against Moyes Key. That's not the universe saying this isn't going to happen for you at Everton, mm-hmm. lad. That's him making a poor decision and not try, not not helping his team in a positive way. And he's got himself into a bad situation, and he's been sent off for it. It's it's stupid. It's brain dead. And I think the thing as well, you know, I put, I put this on Twitter. He couldn't get off the pitch quick enough. No. 
There was no real protest from him. And, you know, listen, obviously, you're not going to change the referee's mind. And, you know, players can get accused of being petulant in those situations. But there was no real sense of, I've been wrong there. You know, mm-hmm. I want to stay on. And, you know, this is, this, you know, this is terrible. You know, I'm desperate to stay on and help my team. As soon as the red card was showed, he was pretty quickly off the pitch. But, you know, I'm sure more will come out about that in the final, well, in the next few days. Just before we finish, one player I did want to mention, um, where we got on the score sheet tonight, Dave. Mm-hmm. Nice moment at the end, actually. He was just sort of going to trudge off. Uh, with the rest of the players, but Benitez, I think, had the word with Coleman, who, who in turn got him in front of the fans on his own. He, he got a nice ovation, and as someone who's had a lot of grief over the summer, and you know, is still someone who needs to, to win people around, still got a lot to prove. But I think that was a, a nice little moment from the manager and the captain to sort of give him his ovation because you know, first three games of the season, he's got a goal tonight. He played well against Leeds. He made a difference when he came on against Southampton. He's had a, a, a quietly good start to the season, hasn't he? I think he has, and I, and I think it. It, it, there's a word of caution I think for many people who, who almost instantly have written this lad off uh, they almost instantly ri- ri- had written him off when he come from Arsenal lest we forget because we missed out on Wilfred Zahar at the time so went the narrative and I've, I think in general I'd, to, to sort of put a blanket over his time at Everton so far I would suggest that he's hardly, he's largely had that albatross around, around his neck mm. and um, I feel he still has I feel he's stiffy, as if he's never far away from somebody moaning about something that he's done when by and large his performances so far this season have been more than adequate in fact I think I might get slated for this but I'd, I'd say he's in the top two or three that we've seen so far this season I think in terms of contribution in terms of setting up chances uh, scoring goals he took his goal really really well cool as you like um, and all of this is pressure on him as well you know we don't we don't often discuss the other side of this but when he's written off as he is there's a pressure for him to perform every time he gets a chance and I'm really pleased that Benitez had the wherewithal and perception uh, perspective on his performance tonight and basically <laughs> Unveiled him to the crowd towards yeah. the end. Yeah. Uh, Coleman, he got a hold of as well. Um, well. That says a lot about probably how he's told them he's feeling about things, hasn't it? Yeah, you know, they I, they don't do that unless you know he said you know fans are getting on my back and I'm you know I'm, you know I'm feeling this a little bit. Yeah, it's really it's really good man management, I yeah. think. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously it would indicate that behind the scenes this has been a topic of discussion. This has been something that they've gone through together about getting the best out of each other as human beings and. Um, I, I feel as if he's never going to get that adoration from the fans uh, <laughs> same as Benitez really maybe yeah. they're arm in yeah. arm with that maybe yeah. that's a good thing for their their relationship together um, but he's making a telling contribution and, and I think if you sorry to bang on about Moyes Keane again but if you take these two guys as, as a bit of a case study you look at someone who's applied themselves in the right way somebody who's all, always willing to get the ball and um, Look, I've I've gone in on him as much as anybody else. No, he never hides. You never say that. And that's exactly what I was going to say. He doesn't hide. He wants the ball. He wants to play, uh, and he you have to doff your cap to him doing that because that must be difficult. Mm. We know how hard it is for players to win crowds over at our football club. We're notoriously shit for getting on the players' backs. We've been there in Goodison. Um, Sometimes it's deserved, sometimes it's not, but it serves no benefit to do so. I will say that. Uh, And and again, I've been there criticising him and I think think Benitez will see some, some real similarities between, you know, what he has to do to get any sort of satisfaction out of the fan base um, and it was a really interesting moment that for me and, and, and 
I hope it's something that continues because that is it's pretty selfless from Benitez really isn't it and I think yeah. the times I've seen him already uh, when he'd be fully entitled to go over and applaud the fans in each of the games we played so far this season he'd be entitled to go over and applaud the fans and take a round of applause mm. he's not done that he's done it in a really subtle way people, people have gone over excuse me the usual characters who go over for the applause at the end of a game <laughs> go over to the fans where the, uh, where, where the touchline is mm. he does it but he stays about 20-30 yards away and it's a quiet applause um, and he's boxing clever because quite clearly he knows if he goes and does that tonight and then we go and lose to Brighton the upheaval when he doesn't go over <laughs> yeah. and applaud the fans yeah, yeah. he can't win in that situation so I, I think he's shown a lot of intelligence with that and, and I think it's probably the best way you can go about appeasing this fan base who let's face it many are still really vigorously against his appointment yeah. um, and and I think we have to take this in context Matt as much as we banged on there about a really dodgy performance here and that we were lucky we were playing a side like Huddersfield they've, they've gone and won two out of three mm. they've got Brighton away who well, near top of the league themselves haven't mm. they having won two and two um, the only pressing matter that needs to be addressed and I don't think it will be is getting a couple of new faces in Mm. Um, because we know we've had windows like this in the past. In fact, it, it, it takes me back to uh, 2011 when Royston Drenther and, and Dennis Strachwellacy <laughs> come in. I know they'll obviously raise certain smiles to people, yeah. but I, I remember Everton, that was the, certainly the peak when I was covering the club and, and, and going to the press conference every week, and you could feel the atmosphere around there. You could almost touch it when this club got a real boost. And that season in particular we'd lost Mikel Arteta everyone was down and then we went and got those two lads who carried us to some sort of half decent season and it also happened as well when we got that, uh, Stephen Pienaar back yeah. as well you could you'd ride on the crest of a wave if Everton can go and get one or two in maybe even alone uh, somebody who's going to con- contribute to this 11 it'll make us all feel so much better than mm-hmm. what the situation is right now having only spent 1.5 million uh, if it doesn't happen I, I think we, we're not able to generate any momentum from having 1.5 million net spend or whatever it is um, so I think if you can go and sort something out this week I'm looking to Brands to pull a, a rabbit out the hat which has been elusive since he's been here really um, I, I think we'll be we'll be okay um, but so far I mean how would you assess it how would you assess Benitez so far in those three games and 7, eight, five? 10 mm, yeah I yeah. think he's done alright yeah. I think he's done okay it's an interesting dynamic that you mentioned that every time he comes over to, to be at the away end tonight yeah. or, or the Gladys Street at Goodison Park that there is that level of angst and scrutiny on him to determine whether he's going to engage with the fans or is there, is there that sort of standoff nature between the relationship and that that is obviously something that is incredibly unhealthy over a great deal of time mm-hmm. but is at this stage I would say pretty understandable yeah. I, I think he, he probably gives off that that aura of being a, a relatively withdrawn persona he's, yeah. he's never going to be a Jurgen Klopp fist pump into the cop style of manager and I think we all appreciate that but it's an interesting one with Alex Awobi because I think he's He's probably getting used to that transition of learning how to be a footballer who can have an impact tonight without being consistently involved in the build-up play. Mm. And I think coming from a side like Arsenal, who are very cute in possession, very in control of everything on the ball, I think he he is debatably one of those players who would be far better off in terms of serving this side by 
having his impact in the last 25 or 30 yards of the pitch as opposed to being on mm. the ball consistent, consistently. He looks awkward and clumsy in possession. Mm. Uh, I think that that's something that that plays on Evertonian's mind when you watch him because it, it's very hard to imagine him being pivotal in our build-up play when he looks that uncomfortable on the ball. Don't get me wrong, you, you put him in that sort of 10 to 20 yards out from goal, he's capable of finding corners and finishing chances and I've seen plenty of Everton, Everton's attacking midfield players being totally incapable of that over recent years but I think it, it was interesting to see that whole triangle as you mentioned Dave between Awobi, Benitez and Coleman at the end mm. Seamus Coleman more so because I think tonight was probably one of those moments where I've, I've seen plenty of senior figures at Everton and yes past captains down the years either sit on their arse on the sideline when we're in a difficult moment like we were at one all tonight or trudge off straight down the sideline uh, excuse me straight down the tunnel as soon as the full time whistle goes at a relatively low key game like that Seamus Coleman never sat down for that entire second half he was a cheerleader wasn't he yeah. even at the point where Everton had made all of their substitutions he was insistent that he was going to give as much advice to the back four as he could as much advice to someone like John Joe Kenny who I think needed it tonight and generally to the team as well and not only during the game but going over as you mentioned at the end grabbing key players is grabbing players who are low on confidence and showing that level of personality that we've spoken about in recent weeks whereby when you separate the the man from the footballer like yeah. we have done with someone like Ben Godfrey who just oozes that level of character and personality that it needs to yeah. succeed at the top level yes but also on night side tonight where you've got someone like Moyes Keane who spits his dummy out as soon as someone clips his heels and yes it was a harsh decision but if you are one of Europe's premier young striking talents playing against a team called Huddersfield at a stadium that's named after a shit bitter <laughs> then I'm sorry but you let your football do the talking and uh, as much as it's as much as it's cruel on him tonight, the nature of the decision, I think it it just it screams the level of petulance and and almost hostility that exists between him and the football club. Um, it, it it's not nice to finish on a negative like that, but I think what we've ultimately managed to do is just drag ourselves into the next round. And I think, as I said earlier, if if you are if you are willing to take the chance like Benitez was tonight to drag five of your players out of that starting eleven and out of the squad, then they're the, they're the types of games that you're just going to have to ride. Yeah, uh, we're going to drag ourselves home back down the M62 anyway. Going to be a late one uh, tonight. Thankfully, it wasn't penalties. Otherwise, it would have been a really late one. But... Always came with a miss. I meant to say others feel probably deserve penalties. Oh, well, let's not get it. Who cares about that? <laughs> um, yeah, the 10 men toppies are through. Awful uh, fans as well, by the way. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> not ours. Not ours. <laughs> Dave, all due respect to Huddersfield, woeful fans. Uh, but yeah, we'll leave it there. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back again later this week, of course, to preview the Brighton game. Uh, Dave's promised he might try and get Glenn Murray on it for us, so we'll have to wait and see about that. Uh, celebrities potentially on the weekend preview and all that. But no, your usual stuff coming this week. Uh, cheers to the lads and cheers to you for listening as well. We'll speak to you again soon here on the Blue Room. Progressive presents Don't do it yourself Okay, simple enough Just gotta get in there with my screwdriver Do you mind handing me my screwdriver? Are you trying to say screwdriver? Well, I mean, you're saying it weird But yeah, sure Look, maybe we should bundle our home and auto with Progressive We could save big And pay someone to install this for us So you don't have to pretend you can (laughs) I know my way around a screwdriver Oh yeah, this is gonna take a Philippe's head for sure Save when bundling home and auto with Progressive And use the money to, you know, not 
Do it yourself. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over and prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.